Hello, everybody, and welcome. I am Frankie Joe Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan, and this is Punchlines, a daily show with fun facts and futures in the world of gambling. And we are live right here at the South Point Casino, where we're located right in the sports book. Come out and say hello to us. A lot of action, a lot of people with heavy coats on today, because if you woke up in this area, it's the first time I've ever seen it in Las Vegas. There was snow on the ground. It was actually, uh, Brian, did you have snow or frost? Not on my side of town, no, but the, uh, it doesn't take a lot for kids to get snow days here. So <laughs> I remember in California, the first time we ever, the one and only snow day we ever had, kids were out rolling snowballs uh, and no one had gloves or mittens. So people were using like socks. So kids had like sweat socks on their hands to make a little snowball. Um, yeah, but I, I, I took my dog out to relieve himself and he, he looked at the frost. And he went, well, what is this? Scooby or Marty? Uh, Mar <laughs> what's, the pro what's the matter with Marty? <laughs> he doesn't like snow. <laughs> Marty, uh, Marty was okay with it. Scooby, Scooby didn't want any part of it. Okay. Yeah, he didn't want to go on the, on the turf. But anyway, the studio is hot, ladies and gentlemen, with laughter, insight, and entertainment on the show today via the video. Yes, he is back. He has emerged from his lab where he has been cooking up his, uh, his picks on NFL games. Kevin Belenkoff cannot wait to hear his thoughts on the firing of Pete Carroll. Bill Belichick parting ways. This is a, a story that just broke uh, right before we came on the air. By the way, all the monitors are off in the studio today, which I don't know if that's ever happened. But the only one that's on is me. But I'm like three seconds behind. So if I look up, there's me. Okay, let's see here. And is the zipper right, right about here? A little higher? Okay. Thanks, for. <laughs> I can just stare at me. Okay. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kevin Belenkoff, and then sitting in the studio after missing last week, Jeff Parles will be here offering his insight. Host of Sports by the Book coming up today at 3 p.m. And uh, I want to say he missed a week. Now, why did he miss last week? Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> It'll be very obvious. It's going to be very obvious when he walks in. And people are like, did he have work done? No, no, he didn't. <laughs> it's usually, that's an LA thing. But, uh, Jeff will be here, and apparently he's going to be wearing something that will let us know why he couldn't make the show last week, yep. which is fine. But he might be watching right now. Don't forget to wear that. Jeff, we are, we're excited to uh, talk to you about oh, a lot, of, lot going on in the NFL. And, of course, this is a, a huge weekend for the playoffs, so it's a very exciting weekend. Today is January 11th, already 11 days into January 2024. He is Ryan McCormick, our trusted producer and singer of That's Life by Frank Sinatra, which we don't have the footage of yet, but... Your mom messaged me. <laughs> Does that sound weird? But I said, your mom sent me a message on yes. TikTok. Jerry's going, yeah, that sounds weird. I feel like you should she said, said you messaged her first. I messaged her first. Yes, I did. <laughs> explain, <laughs> explain that. <laughs> your mom, I said, hey, uh, can we get that footage? And she said, yeah, I'll send it. So we have it. And, and unless we need the fans clamoring for a five-year-old Ryan McCormick singing Sinatra, and we'll get it on the show. But we want to. We talked about having our moms on the show, so I think yeah. we're going to save it for that. Yeah, I think it'll be better for her to tell the story. Yeah, I was. Uh, there's no embarrassing so. footage of me as a child, by the way, that my mom possesses, none whatsoever. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Ryan, what's what do you think, Bill Belichick? I mean, parting ways, so he's not yep. not fired. Yep. I mean, it, kind of the end of the end of the time there, right? They haven't been end of an era. Yeah, they haven't been any good the last couple of years yeah. but how about mac jones being his final quarterback and nick saban's like could could mac jones be the uh oh, the yeah. problem to the yeah, end of I mean, careers <laughs> mac jones 
Mac Jones is not sleeping very well today. Uh, wow, that's a good point. Uh, before we go farther, further, 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 farther is distance. When it's F-A-R, that's distance. Before we go any further, far, yeah. Farther is only distance. Further is time. So we okay. Uh, we were talking to Matt and Everett on Tuesday's show. Matt was here. Happy yeah. to announce that Matt will be uh, anchoring Sports by the Book two days a week. Sports by the Book is expanding to seven days. Matt will be doing two days so we can give Jeff some time off. Jeff needs to rest. And um, he mentioned that we needed a mascot. That he did. Yep. So yesterday I said, Ryan, you're a wizard with the AI. What can you come up with? So Ryan, we're trying to, we, and you thought, we thought of some different names, but we're just going with punchlines for now, right? Punchlines yeah. the clown. That actually yeah. is a good name. You, you had said Joker. Well, just the, the subject being oh, a yeah, Joker that's right. or a jester. Yeah, yeah, a jester, right. It yeah. should be because, yes. Um, I had thought a good name for a clown based in Vegas would also be Jackpot. <laughs> that's that's not an bad. inside joke for one person. But anyway, uh, let's see what you came up with. So this is, oh my God. Okay, these are frightening. So yeah, that you center one is terrifying. The one in the middle is absolutely terrifying. And I love that he's got a bat and a glove. So this is obviously a horror movie. Do it all, yeah. Yeah. So he can knock your head off and catch it in the mitt is what that <laughs> horrifying clown looks like he would do. Now, Ann and I were discussing right before we saw this, we like the two in the bottom corners, the happy ones, right? Yep. Uh, I like the sunglasses, you know, Vegas, sunshine. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Those are my two favorites. I like the one with the number probably more than the sunglasses. Just the number it, nine. Would there be yeah. a number more apropos for us, though? I guess nine works, right? Yeah, if you flip it upside down, put it next to it, probably. Two digits. What? 69. So what you're saying? I'm saying 69. Yeah. Yeah. For the yeah. year I was born, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> that way you're the mascot. Right, there you go. I like them all. I think uh, AI, thank you. The one in the back right is very frightening, too. They kind of have, they have a, little, a little feel of it, uh, the, the, the Stephen King, Pennywise. Yeah. Pennywise. Yeah, they kind of, if you put them side by side, they probably look like Pennywise. Right, see, right there. That one right there. If Pennywise can't do the next It movie or series, there's the guy. Punch. He's very colorful as he haunts your dreams. <laughs> but all right, so uh, we'll leave it to a fan vote. If people, uh, Joey B, the lower right-hand corner, he one is the, good. The sunglasses, yeah. He likes the sunglasses one. Cheat Carroll got fired. Yes, he did. Good afternoon, Punchlines. I hope the team's feeling better. Frank's sounding like he's got a mean cold going. Yeah, this is like day four of mine. Minito Joey B, you have not been paying left. attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all kind of getting no, over you, it. Yeah, we're yeah. all a little, uh, we all got a little thing going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jerry Stiffles. <laughs> now, Mini Dar is saying lower left. So there's, there's a lot of, there's people yeah. lower left and lower right. I do think those are the, those are the I best. I think those two. are the yeah. two. So we use both of those and we see which one. I don't know. I don't know. It's a close call. We're going to have to figure it out, but I like them all. So well done. Well done, Ryan. Well done, AI. I'm kind of leaning towards the left one. I think that one kind of has a Thomas the Train face. The right one. The left one. Oh, the, le the one with the, the sunglasses? one with the nine. Sunglasses. I thought the sunglasses is more rounded like Thomas the Train. Well, yeah, but I'm saying the white face. Like the... I see it. You know what I'm talking about? The one with the sunglasses looks like Thomas the Train. Oh, no. my God. No, the other one does. I don't know Thomas the Train! <laughs> I know who he is, but now that you say white face, sure. Do a side-by-side -side of Thomas the Train. I like that Ann has a microphone now just so she can either go, oh my God, he said left one. <laughs> anyway, we got a mascot. Well done. 
Uh, the merchandise. When's the merch coming? Merch will probably come around February or March. We'll have T-shirts. We'll yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll get some merch going. Hopefully someday. Uh, possible names: Punchy, maybe Punchy, Punchy, the Punchline's mascot, Joker, or Jackpot. Today is <laughs> today is episode sixty-five. Sixty-five, and as I was saying it, I realized January eleventh. The date is one one one, one one one. It's three. It's the ones. It's the one show. So we figured, you know, That's we only. Ones. Yeah, we only started doing the Jersey thing at like 23, we're pretty sure. The Jordan era, right around there. Yeah, around So there. we might as well do the ones because there's been a lot of good ones. By the way, one was my number in Little League a lot and in high school because not because I was like, I thought I was the best and I love number one. That was Smallest the extra jersey. small uniform. Yeah. yeah. So I was usually one or three. Not extra small, just small. I was usually one or three, but I deserved to be number one. I was the catalyst for many a team. He was number one. I was the spark plug. Get on base, steal a base. All right, let's take a look at some number ones. Let's see what you came up with. Ah, oh, I love the Cam Newton doing Superman. So you got Derrick Rose. I mean, that's your guy right there, right? Yep. Chicago Bulls. Yep, youngest MVP in league history. I firmly believe that if he wasn't, yeah. if he didn't get hurt, he would have been one of the greatest point guards of all time. I agree, man. And he's born and raised in Chicago too, yep. right? So yep. that's why it was such synergy. It was gonna, it was gonna be an epic story. Yep, it could be the next era after Jordan, Derrick Rose. Uh, but yeah, injuries got him. And then uh, you got, see, so you got Ozzy Smith. Now Ozzy. Again, I saw Ozzy Smith play a lot of baseball games, and I saw him make a lot of amazing plays. Best fielding shortstop, a lot of people might argue, Omar Vizquel, but I got to go Ozzy Smith. He was tremendous. So you got Cam Newton doing the Superman thing. Yep. Why do I feel like Cam Newton's probably better than a lot of the backup quarterbacks that were in the league? I know he was kind of towards the end of his career, but I, I feel like Cam Newton could have won some games for some team. Yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of controversy going yeah. on with him the last few weeks because he likes to share his opinion and yes, he that kind of things. but. He, he wanted too much money to be a backup. Ah, there you go. And I have, I love that you put in Lou, Lou Whitaker. Sweet Lou Whitaker. Lou Whitaker was the second baseman for the Detroit Tigers when I grew up. Spent his, his whole career. career yep. And then his shortstop was Alan Trammell. Alan Trammell has made it to the Hall of Fame. And they stayed together for like 15 years, something outrageous. They never played for another team. Lou Whitaker, if you go second baseman stats, I mean, uh, by the way, Jack, uh, Jeff Kent should also be in the Hall of Fame if you look at that. But Lou Whitaker... A lot of veterans feel like he one day will get into the Hall of Fame. He was so smooth out there. I never saw him play live because back then American League didn't play National League. Saw him on TV a bunch, but I, I was a big Lou Whitaker fan because I played a lot of second base. So I liked him and Frank White in the 80s. Um, that's a good one. And then uh, basketball. Oh, Tracy McGrady. He wore one. Yep. A guy who won one or two scoring titles at least, maybe more. Uh, I remember him with the Raptors as well, right? He played yes. well with the Raptors. So that's a really, really good one. And then LaMelo Ball. Yeah, he just switched his number over. He to, did. To one. Yeah, he oh, he switched two. to one. He wore two his rookie year, yeah. Now, is he hurt or it's his brother that's hurt? I get him confused. It's, it's Lonzo that's hurt, yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's hurt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tracy McGrady, Lou Whitaker, LaMelo. Oh, Tony Fernandez. Now, Tony Fernandez, another great shortstop. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's passed away. I think Tony Fernandez, uh, he passed away. Great. He played for the Blue Jays for a long time. That guy could hit, man. Tony Fernandez, another good one. And then, I, I mean, I think if you're going to look at all, the, I've, you got to go Warren Moon is probably the best number one up there. Warren Moon, when he retired, had thrown four more yards than any quarterback, if you count his CFL yards, I believe. He played, I don't know if he won the Grey Cup. I know he played in the CFL. He went to the University of Washington. He was a Husky. Didn't get any love from the NFL, so he went to the CFL, where he dominated, and then the Houston Oilers brought him in, and then he ended up playing for handful of teams. I remember him in Seattle, of course, as well. But Warren Moon was an absolute beast, as the kids say. 
And a cool thing about Warren Moon is when I was doing this podcast, uh, another kind of sports gambling podcast over over the time of uh, COVID, he was on the show. So I got to interview Warren Moon, and he was a nice guy, man. He was really great. We talked about, like, you know, was he ahead of his time? He was just really candid. He was tremendous. And what a great quarterback. Warren Moon, good one. And then, of course, there's a Chicago Bear, and you have him in your coveted bottom right spot yep. where his jersey is next to the hashtag. Who do you got there? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Will he stay the quarterback in Chicago? I don't know if you saw, but the NFL announced their international series teams. Oh, yeah? The teams that will host. Yeah. So the, the London games, the Bears are hosting and the Vikings are hosting. Oh. But in the Bears poster is oh. Justin Fields. Okay. So that might be that is a an little indicator. tip of the cap. Yeah. That is an indicator that he's staying because, yeah, they, they, they asked the team, like, look, we're going to pay a lot of money for these promotions yep. and, and stuff. All right, cool. Yeah, they're, so they're affiliated with – and every team is supposed to be affiliated with a foreign city um, in some ways. or not. Like Pittsburgh, like yeah. the Steelers are Mexico City. So there's a big following of Steeler fans down there in Chicago. That'll be cool. Would you ever – that'd be a good trip, right? Good yeah, trip. I mean, it'd be awesome to go. I haven't been to Europe in general, so yeah. to see them would be Sorry. Yeah, I icing went, on the cake. I, I just kicked I, – I, I, so I was so alarmed that you had never been to Europe. I kicked underneath. And, yes, that's also because I'm shorter and my legs don't quite reach the, reach the bar at the bottom sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, go over, London's great. I was on it, and you don't have to worry about speaking a different language. It's comfortable. Also, I don't know if you realize there's a NBA game in Paris this morning. You know what? No, so I thought I saw a score, and I was like, "Wait, no one's playing at this time." No, yep. tell me about it. I, it. Nets and Cavs are playing in in Paris. Oh, they got this two morning. great teams to go over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, very français as Brooklyn, ah, Brooklyn and Cleveland, two very français. Uh, who won the game, or is it going on right it's now? It's going on right now, yeah. It's uh, almost at halftime. The Cavs are up 20, 54-34. Now, how come we didn't know about why, why was I don't really think this was well-publicized. I mean, is the NBA going to publicize Cleveland and Brooklyn right now? <laughs> well, the fact that there's a game in France, yeah. Yeah, well, so. last year was also Bulls-Pistons, and they didn't do a very good job of promoting that wow. either. So. Wow. All right, well, I didn't know that, so we'll keep an eye on that game. Oh, all right. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, parlay cards. I'm going to talk about parlay cards right now uh, as Jeff Parles emerges into the studio. In front, <laughs> you guys will see. You'll see it in a bit. You'll see it in a bit. Uh, we want to point out uh, Chris Andrews here at the Sportsbook here at South Point. We put out parlay cards, and we have the NFL parlay cards. Here's your traditional parlay card right here. That's the ties win. What's that again? That's the ties win. That's the ties win. Yep. I mean, we have a reverse teaser one, ties win teaser special. There's the uh, the super teaser, which is of course the one I'll take. I just want to look at well, how I can bet overs on all these cards, and uh, yeah. So come down to the South Point NFL. Uh, these these cards are amazing. Chris, hopefully, will be here tomorrow. We can go into a little more detail on how they work and how uh, he came up with them. And the super tease is actually something Chris kind of invented. He told me this morning, so right. pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah, super teases where you get like eight points on a game. You got to do three teams. Gotcha, right? gotcha. Maybe you got to do four. I think you have to do four here. But anyway. A lot of lot of parlay cards down here, so please come down to the South Point and uh, play. It, it'll make I, I guarantee you that it makes NFL playoffs more exciting. It always does when you have a few bucks on the on the game. Uh, there you go. Anything else uh, right before we start? No, I think we it. should get Kevin in here. I'm going to grab my headphones. Did Did you want to do the the on this date or save? What's that again? The on this date. Oh yeah. Um, you know what? we could do it with Kevin. Sure. What do we do with our guests? We did it yesterday with Coach, yeah. and it worked out yeah. well. I'm going to take a sip of soda real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Uh, nice. No big gulp today. <laughs> What's that? No big gulp today. 
No, I went to uh, the Terribles across the street because I had a little delivery sent to me and I used the Amazon locker that way. So no one really there gives a crap about this. Uh, what else do we got out here? Fields, Harrison, and Moore would be a Super Bowl contender, Minidar says. Uh, as long as we have the right OC. Yeah. Oh, so Iberflus is staying, but Luke Getzey's gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, which is what I was asking for a couple weeks ago. You did. I said Getzey first, yes. but I don't know who's going to want to take the job knowing that Iberflus has the one year, and if they don't pick up the fifth-year option, Fields has the one year, so what OC is going to want to be tied to one year? Yeah. It's good. I think it'll be hard to find the right Now, guy. by the way, I don't know if Minidar has any medical background or any knowledge to what he's saying. He's saying, Frank, get off keto and your cold will be gone in two days. <laughs> so the key is sugar will kill, kill whatever I got going. Yeah, right. And then theory. he brings up the pastrami sandwich. Get the pastrami. I never took up uh, my free pastrami sandwich there. So uh, maybe, maybe. We'll see. But I'm going to try and get through it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we were going to do Frank's Fast Takes, but we, we got talking. We had so much action going on here. We're going to bring in our guest right now. This gentleman has produced numerous game shows, including here in Vegas, the World Series of Poker, which I believe was here at South Point, or was it at the Rio? We'll find out. Well, uh, high Stakes Poker. High Stakes Poker. High Stakes Poker. Right. And, and World Poker Tour. Of the big three, World Series of Poker didn't do, but the other, the other two uh, – I did, and we did high-stakes poker for a couple seasons at the South Point. At the South Point. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Kevin Belenkoff yeah. back on the show. Yay, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin is back. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, I don't know if you heard me talking about this, but uh, I believe we got all these parlay cards here in the, yeah. teaser, the teasers yeah. and the super teasers where you're getting uh, – are you a teasing guy or are you just – you like straight No, guys? I'm sort of allergic to them. You're um, <laughs> anytime I play them, I would have won anyway if okay. they win. Right. So it's like I'm just giving away money. Or I lose, and then it irritates me that I got you know an extra seventeen points and still lost. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I tend to avoid teasers. I'm telling you, those super teasers, though, you know, you can get eight points, you get ten points. You look at it and you go, I get ten points for each game of three yeah. games. I can't lose unless you take the Philadelphia Eagles last weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you it's, lose. It's, it's heartbreaking because you would have, you know. So, so I, I, I just I don't even look at them. Okay. Um, but, but there, there was, um, got good pay. I read a statistic some, at some point during the season though, every Monday night football game had fit within the tease. Oh, wow. For, for, for one point. So yeah. you couldn't lose. You couldn't lose. If you had teased side and or total. So there's something to be said for that. If you, if it, it happens a lot on Monday night, like if you're catching yeah. up and you had a rotten <laughs> week and you got to play. Yeah. Which you don't. You don't. Um, <laughs> one of, and, and you're not sure. And the line is like the line is too close. It's a seven point line, and you think that's right where it should be. Then you got to play a teaser, and maybe yeah. you'll uh, maybe you'll get an advantage there because you can't you can't lose either way if it, if the line hits hits the right way. Right, I good. do. You know, I always come on and I, I always have to react to what you just said. Right. Um, was cheese its one? I love that. And, yes, I, uh, I love that. That's a yeah, good so I got, I've got two questions for you. Yes. One, I had to look this one up. Okay. No pirate has worn number one since 1947. Well, it was retired. Is there a reason why? It was retired. Uh, Billy Meyer, I believe, oh. is the manager. Okay. Uh, then and, that makes sense. Yeah, he, yeah. That's why. Yeah. He was, I think he might have been the first pirate jersey retired. And it's number one because I remember when I was a kid, number one was the uniform I got because it was the small, smallest uniform. And, you know, I love the Pirates. But so, yeah, he, I think he might have been the manager when they won. They won in 1909, I think. So I think he might have been the manager then. 
We'll go with it. So there you go. The other thing is inside of your mascots is punchlines one word or two because two different mascots had it different on the jersey. AI AI is only so smart. AI can only do so much. It's two words because it's punchlines because it's lines. And we want to emphasize punchline being comedic, but punchlines. And line stays live in Nevada every show. I'm with you. Well, we're going to tweak it, but we like the mascots. Well, well done by Ryan. We're going to have a mascot. We're going to have merch. Although, I don't know if we can outdo the merch that Jeff Parles will be wearing when he comes on later, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You'll see when he gets here. Well, he's here now, but we'll bring him on later. So, listen, we usually do Frank's Fast Takes. We have picks from you coming, but we, you, we figured you were here, and it works. Uh, you might have some fun with it. So, we want to talk All about right. on this day in sports history, because the Super Bowl is right down the street from us. In, a ma- in like a month. It's like, one, isn't it February 11th? I think it's one month from today. Yep. One month from today at 333 Al Davis Drive. That's right. It's Al Davis Drive. Right there on Legion Stadium will be Super Bowl 58. Who will be in there? We don't know. But I can tell you on this date, 1970. So we're talking, what, 54 years ago. It was the Chiefs and the Vikings. Um, and by the way, if you grew up watching NFL films, this was one that they showed constantly because they had Hank Stram yeah. was mic'd up. For the first time, he was the first time a coach in a Super Bowl ever wore a microphone. And this is a year after the AFL and the Jets won. So the Vikings were huge favorites. Vikings, do you have any idea of what the line was in that game? This is Joe Cap and uh, was a quarterback and Bud Grant. If you just could take a guess at what you think the line, the, the NFC was heavily favored. I would think so. Yeah, I'm going to say, what, eight points for the Vikings? They had 13 and a half is what I saw. 13, 13 and, a half and a half, yeah. In a Super Bowl. So 13 and a half points. Not only did the Chiefs cover, they won by 16. So they yeah. they kicked the their Kansas butt. City defense was too much for Minnesota. Exactly. John Facenda. That's my John Facenda. John yes. Facenda. I can't do it. With a cold, I sound a little more like Facenda than normal. Yeah. But Hank Stram and, of course, the play, the uh, 65 Toss Power Trap. That's the one he keeps saying in the clip. 65 Toss Power Trap. I think that's going to open up right there. 65. And Mike Garrett runs in the end zone, and they're on their way to a victory. It was played at Tulane Stadium. and. Uh, the NFL's unconditional blackout rules in place prohibited the live telecast from being shown in New Orleans. Could you imagine a Super Bowl not being able to be viewed in New Orleans when it's in New Orleans? So people, you know what they do in New Orleans instead? They just go, all right, well, we'll just drink the whole time then and uh, tell us who won. And um, dance in the streets. Dancing in the streets. New Orleans, man. my favorite city. They literally dance in the streets. You, I, you know, I was just there shooting episodes of that game show I host, Wait What Happened, coming in March on... Very local app owned by her. So I'll be showing clips of that coming up. But we had a great time. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities in the world. It might be. It's like Vegas and New Orleans. They fry anything. They fry anything. And they'll fry anything. And you walk out of a bar or restaurant and every bar has music playing and it's just the best. Yeah. It's the happiest people. It really is. Now, also, I wanted to read. And if I don't know if I have the right page, damn it. um, Here we go. That Super Bowl. Back then, there was a practice of taping. CBS taped the Super Bowl. So. Um, and what they did back then, because tape was so expensive, they erased it. They just would tape things over and over like a kid like me taping MTV videos over and over and over. So they taped over it. So no one had seen the full game until a copy was found in 2023 it was the entire post game and most of the fourth quarter. It was on black and white. So, yeah. So back then, that's why I know the first Super Bowl, Bart Starr and was it Max? What was the guy who won the MVP? Max is uh, a tight end. He was out boozing all night and he didn't know he was going to match McGee, Max McGee. The tight end for Green Bay. He didn't know he was going to play. So he was out boozing all night. Oh, Green Bay Sox. Sorry, Ryan. And uh, he won the MVP. But anyway, or he, he was awesome. In and it was on two networks. You know, the original Super Bowl no. wasn't even the Super Bowl. At the time. Right. It was like the football, AFL, NFL championship. championship. 
And so the the I, I don't know which networks they were, but the NFL had agreements with one network and the AFL oh, with a different one. Okay. And so they both had the rights and it aired on two networks. Wow. And I think it was the commissioner at the time's daughter loved to play with Super Balls. The little bouncy balls. I think it was the, I think it was the Kansas City owners. Kansas City Lamar Yeah, somebody was it related to the Super Super Bowl. It's Super related Bowl. to a Super yeah. Bowl, and they called it the Super Bowl. That's the origin of that. So anyway, the game, a lot of footage was lost, and then they found it. It's kind of like the 1960 World Series uh, Game 7. But anyway, they found footage of that, too, and Bing Crosby's like uh, wine cellar. Uh, single tickets. What were the single ticket prices back then for that game, you ask? I can tell you. $15? $15. Thank you, Ryan. $15. And that was a markup from $12 and $8 and $6. $80,000. At the time, was the biggest Super Bowl audience ever. And uh, what are the tickets now this year? So back then, you could get into the Super Bowl for fifteen bucks. Now, right down the street, here we go. Cheapest seat. That's going for eleven grand. Eleven grand for the cheapest. The, the upper bowl. The oh my god! Very top of the stadium is eleven thousand. Is eleven thousand? Yep. Now, is it true if you gamble enough, you get comps? Right. If I if I play, if I sit through, if I sit down, and play some blackjack, and I get a buffet and Super Bowl tickets. My God. Most expensive seat is going for $53,500. Yeah. And those are only going to go up because it always depends on what teams are there. Like if Dallas makes it, right. they crank them up because they're like, oh, they got oil money. Oil money's coming in, you know? And then the Detroit people, they'll, they'll pay anything to see that game. We already see that because Detroit's tickets this weekend are the most expensive tickets in the playoffs. Yeah, $16,000, I think, was what, uh, what I read. Is that for right? Detroit. Yeah. I mean, Stafford's homecoming, right? It's going for, that's going to be such a It's a once in a million year event for them. Oh my God. Could you imagine the ticket prices? And if you had season tickets, you sell those. I don't care. You're like, oh, I'm going to be there for that game. Screw that. I don't want to be there. I want the money. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Also, today is the anniversary of the 1986 AFC Championship game, January 11th, 1987. The Drive. Denver Bronco fans, Cleveland Bronco fans, or Cleveland Brown fans know exactly what I'm talking about. Elway leads the drive that once again keeps keeps the Cleveland Browns out of the Super Bowl. Uh, I remember watching that game live. Of course, I was rooting for Denver, but Elway, cool and collect, and, and they won that game, man, the drive. They're, that's where they started right there. Started on the Broncos, too. Do you remember watching that game? Kevin? Um, yeah, I did watch that game. Yeah, I did watch that game. Um uh, I was not a big John Elway fan. I went to Cal. Uh, I was there for the play. <laughs> okay, you were. So, uh, Wait, you were there for the band is on the John field? Elway. That was my freshman year, yeah. Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm just sort of allergic to John Elway and teasers, apparently. <laughs> but he was great. I mean, he was a great quarterback. You can't, I mean, you know, can't yeah. – uh, can't fault him for that. Yeah, yesterday was the anniversary of the catch. Today, it's the drive. And uh, let's see here. Rick Riley, who wrote for sports. Uh, he doesn't write for Sports Illustrated. He's a Colorado resident. When Elway started the drive, Broncos offensive guard Keith Bishop said of the Browns, we got them right where we want them. Browns were minus three. Sound familiar? Because that's what they are on the road against the Texans, right? Is that still around three points? Right around there, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. So um, what is it? Two and a half. Two and a half. All right, okay. And one last thing before we talk to Kevin about some of his picks. Daryl Dawkins. I loved Daryl Dawkins when I was a kid. I was frightened by Daryl Dawkins. Chocolate Thunder <laughs> claimed that yeah. I, he frightened me. He claimed that he was from the planet Lovetron. And he was known right. He was known for smashing, uh, smashing, smashing backboards. I didn't realize this. The Chocolate Thunder name, the nickname was bestowed upon him by Stevie Wonder. 
He uh, his powerful dunks, which led to the NBA adopting breakaway rims due to him shattering a backboard on two occasions in 1979. So because of him, they had to change the rule, kind of like Mel Blunt, Daryl Dawkins, man. And, you know, he was on two NBA teams that ended up winning the championship, but he was cut towards the end of the season. I think Philly uh, in the middle of the season cut him. And then the Pistons, I think his last year he played might have been like 89 or something. They cut him right before the playoffs. So he never got a ring technically. I mean, he wasn't there at least for the ceremony. Last thing about Daryl Dawkins here are the other nicknames. The Chocolate Thunder Flying, Robesign Crying, Teeth Shaking, Glass Breaking, Rump Roasting, Bun Toasting, Wham Bam, Glass Breaker, I Am Jam. <laughs> he called some of his dunks the Rim Wrecker, the Gorilla, the Lookout Below, the In Your Face Disgrace, the Cover Your Head, the Yo Mama, the Spine Chiller Supreme, and the Greyhound Special. For the rare occasion, he went coast to coast. So quite a colorful uh, character who played in the uh, NBA, Daryl Dawkins. Posthumously, but happy 67th birthday to him. They changed the rule because of him. That's how good he was. All right, so Kevin, lots of yeah. action. Lots of uh, listen. The first thing I saw when Pete Carroll was dismissed from the Seattle Seahawks, I texted you immediately and said, "What do you think of that news?" Right there, your favorite, your buddy, Pete Carroll, gone in Seattle, which yeah. is kind of a shocker, don't you think? It was a little surprising. The guy's done real well there, but maybe they they're onto him and they'll you know they'll bring in another cheater or something. I don't know. <laughs> Now, he, um, but <laughs> yeah, he's got, you know, maybe they made a little, someone a little younger, a little more, not more energy. That guy's, you know, yeah. going all the time, but, um, you know, it, it, they got a little stale. Yeah. So, uh, you know, then he's been there, what, I think 15 years. Yeah, he's like there that. a long time. So, he had a good run. He had a good, I don't think he's done either. You know, yeah. he wants to keep chomping that gum on the sidelines for sure. He does. Um, yeah, he does. And then, uh, Bill, and then of course the news that broke right before we came on air, Bill Belichick and the Patriots yeah. parting ways. That's kind of, I mean, I think we saw that coming, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he wasn't happy there. Who would be happy in that situation? And, uh, you know, they're not very good. They're not going to be very good for a while. They've had some bad drafts. So it's time for him. They say he's going to go to Atlanta is what I read. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have Could some video good, of that? No, we don't. No, what do you the, the, the P. Carroll. Oh, P. Carroll. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Yeah, I, actually – Kevin, listen, Pete Carroll knows that you're a big fan of his. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you caught this, but in this press conference, he he talked about you. Can we roll this video of Pete, Pete Carroll talking to Kevin Bellencock? This is worth crying for. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody would ever understand how insignificant. <laughs> She's been through all of the stuff that we've been through. He's been, and, you've been through uh, it with him, Kevin. important she is. As a, as a, she's just been the angel he calls you life. she like a ship. And or, I owe you everything. He loves you. He just he wanted to know that he really appreciated he, your friendship. You got a little, that was a little emotional. <laughs> Still hate him. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well done, guys. Uh, but by the way, so uh, Bill Belichick, I, I didn't hear Atlanta, the Falcons. We'll have to ask Parles on that, too. I'm sure he has yeah. his ear to the ground on that. That's That would be an interesting – I mean, there's a lot of talent down there that was not utilized properly, but he needs a quarterback. I mean, Desmond Ritter is not yeah. the answer. Taylor – Taylor no, Manicky or gotta, Travis? It's Taylor. Yeah, they, Taylor. They'll, they'll find somebody. Found Tom Brady. You know, they'll find someone. Interesting. All right. So, uh, listen, I, you, kind of, you kind of submitted something for us. I was just going to say, what if what? Cowboys lose, fire Mark McCarthy. Oh. Jerry Jones is going to be in a win-now mode. Oh. Bill Belichick's in a win-now mode. Oh my God! What about Dallas? That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, just a theory. Uh, and that would last about two years. <laughs> yeah, well, they I mean, might that's win all, two Super Bowls, that's all they have but left. I don't think it's going to last much longer than that. 
Yeah. And then Belichick hires Jimmy Johnson as an advisor and assistant coach just to stick it to Jerry. <laughs> that would be hysterical. Uh, now, listen, both of those guys are alleged to have cheated in the past. So, Kevin kind of compiled a list for us because he calls him Cheat Carol. Yeah. You actually compiled a list of your top 10 cheaters. This is the first time a guest has compi compiled his own uh, bit, but we want to show it. So, what do we got here? We got a list. We're going to go through sports this. Sports cheaters. Sports these are, cheaters. These are sports cheaters. Yeah. 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 We don't have Brad. We want to expand it beyond that. You can go to, you know, <laughs> Bill Clinton or whatever you want. Right. What? Cl what? Okay. Anyway. No, I'm not getting yeah, into that. Right. I'm not going to be political. Okay. So, you got 14 year old Daniel right. Monte. I remember him in the Little League World well, Series. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually 26 <laughs> at the time. He had a full um, beard and an ex wife. <laughs> Yeah, and at what point were you going to realize? Although you see the little leaguers now in the little league World Series, they're they're these they're, they're enormous, they're huge, twice my size. So uh, yeah. yeah, but he was too old to play, and and of, as is usually the case in little league, not the kid's fault. Blame it on the parents. Blame it on the coaches and the parents. Yeah, faking his birth certificate. But uh, yeah, all right. Next yeah, I up, saw, I saw his dad oh. did it with his brother as well. Oh, they really did, really. Yeah. yeah. Now this one, this one's a deep cut right here. Rosie Ruiz, Boston yeah. Marathon. One without rending the entire course. Now explain to well, people who might not know. She got on the subway. Subway. That was. <laughs> she. Everybody's running. They're sweating. They're going twenty six miles. She's riding on the subway. Jumps off, and all of a sudden she wins. I remember that. I remember. I, I remember the clips yeah. from, and she's wearing an MTI, not MIT. But anyway, but I remember. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Maybe that, we should have known something's wrong with her shirt too. What's going on in Boston? I'm pretty sure it's Massachusetts Institute of Technology. She has Massachusetts Technology Institute, isn't it? All right, anyway. Um, yeah, she she looks she bar she comes in she looks she looks well rested, not exasperated. Oh, yeah, she won the Boston Marathon, but they obviously they figured out she didn't go past some checkpoints. But for a minute there, they thought she was the winner. Yeah, no, for a day or two, I a day think or two it was, was it really? Then, yeah, yeah. Now they have like microchips and stuff that they the yeah. runners and they can you know so they 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 monitor them a little more carefully. All right, next on the list, let's see the next one. This one's an easy one, right? Yeah. Houston Astros science. <laughs> yeah. We found a few. <laughs> now, I know you're a diehard Dodger fan, so this one's personal. Yeah. It is personal. And I know there's a lot of people think they should strip them of the title. But um, but the uh, the deal they made with the commissioner is that the players were honest and they told them what was going on. There would be no suspensions. There would be no, um, you know, no penalties for them. However, it cost the manager his job. Yeah. And Carlos Beltran was named the manager of the Mets. They fired him because he was a bench coach for them. Before so he even before, yeah, before he even managed a game for the Mets. That's right. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Belt, they say it's gonna he's he's eligible for the Hall of Fame this year. I They're saying that. it can work against him. I which know. is just silly. I it, mean it is silly. I, I, you know, I'm not happy with what happened with yeah. the banging the garbage can and stuff, but Put the guy in the hall. Of yeah, fame. he's Beltran, got the numbers. Yeah, he's got the numbers. And in October, that guy came. He he played in October. Yeah. So Beltran, yeah, he's got to go in. But I forgot the Mets hired him as manager, and then they went, eh, nope, you're gone. I'm sure Jeff loved yeah. that. And yeah, he, has the same he has what? Beltran and I have the same birthday. You have the same birthday. You and Carlos Beltran. Yeah, he I mean he's 23 years older than me, but yeah, right. he's a little birthday. older than you. He's twice yeah. your age. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up we have Tanya Harding. But he's seen the Brady bunch. He's seen the Brady. <laughs> Carlos Beltran oh, yeah. could name the Brady yeah. bunch. From Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh Tanya Harding in the that was 94 that was 30 years ago oh my god was it yeah really? yeah yeah she she uh was it her boyfriends or her 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 husband's uh jeff bodyguard Gullooly. like whacked her on the name yeah jeff galuli yeah. was the boyfriend who changed his name because galuli was out there kind of yeah. like a lewinsky and he changed his name i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why i know this but it's jeff stone he went with stone i don't know if you're gonna yes, make yeah. up the last name 
Come up with something a little cooler. I work for the company that, by the way, that owns the video of her saying, why me? Oh, no, they, why? Make, they make so much money on oh. a yearly basis because everybody has to license it from them. So you have to license um, clips if you show them. You have to pay for them if you show them. Is that how that works? Well, we're not going to talk about that, but, <laughs> but no, no. yeah. <laughs> Finding out. Okay. Anyway, that was a little inside joke. Working with you, Frank. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Tom Brady, twenty fourteen, twenty. Now the Deflate Gate. Is that a real picture? Someone actually hung a banner like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that at all. But the balls were lower weight. Did it help them win games? I don't know. But you know, they also videotaped sidelines. The Jets, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff Parles. Yeah. They, no, they, they were videotaping, yeah, they were yeah. Yeah, pre-Harbaugh. They, they were taping, they were taping the Jets sidelines. Why they would record the Jets plays? I don't know why they wouldn't have thought of maybe a better team. No offense, Jeff, but I'm sure he would agree. All right, next up on the cheaters list, A Rod. Yeah, boy, he signed that. Was it 250 million dollars with the Rangers? And he felt the pressure. And uh, A Royd. <laughs> yeah, uh, he at the, the time was the first. I think he was the first athlete to have two. Yeah. $100 million contracts. Yeah, I believe you're um, right. Since then, a lot, of, a lot of players have done that. Um, and but, he's, he's, but really, he's, he's really, I, I got to admit, I mean, he's an, he seems like an arrogant guy. He's on Shark Tank. I like him on Shark I actually don't mind A-Rod as a baseball. On ESPN broadcasts, he's very insightful. Oh, I, the mute button was designed for when <laughs> A-Rod is on. I cannot, I cannot listen to him. Poor Matt Viscursion had to have a... Two seasons of him, you know, he couldn't mute him. Okay. Um, that was, that, oh, God. I thought he's insightful Not when I just see his, okay, all right, we'll disagree, agree to disagree. Matt Vaskersian, by the way, unbelievable, love him, he's great. All right, we oh, got he's a couple, the best. Now, we have a couple more. Too. Now, I've slipped this guy's name in during broadcasts, I think even with Jeff Parles was here one day, Tim Donaghy, I think I did last time Jeff was here. Yeah. Uh, Donaghy, there's his face right there, realizing, what was your caption, realizing that a free throw just covered the I realized the guy missed the free throw that he that he promised <laughs> yeah. his friends he would make. Yeah. Now this one I believe there's a documentary on either Netflix on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something about There Tim is Donaghy. there is um it's 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 kind of him though. Okay. And he's telling stories that sort of don't add up that don't make him look quite so bad. Oh yeah. But I mean yeah, the NBA doesn't mess around. The it NBA was, I mean they jumped on it and handled yeah. it really well and they know that the uh particularly it was at a time when when sports betting started to become legal yeah. in a lot of uh, states yeah. and you know the integrity of the game is everything. So and, if if Ryan, you know, do you remember that Tim Donaghy? I don't know if you're too young but he was a ref yeah. and he was betting on games. I mean yeah, I do yeah. remember the story but right, I don't, he I don't remember the game. All right, we'll quickly go through these Lance Armstrong doping scandal please still almost you know he was on a reality show Stars on Mars that I watched because it was so stupid. And he never really talked about it. I'm sure it was in his contract. He didn't want to talk about it. But this is a guy who just blatantly lied and just got away with, you know, just so arrogant. Look at him. He's got the veins, like, popping out of his head there. Right. So. I mean, and the balls it took for him to lie. You think this guy's got big. No, he actually just has one. <laughs> just has one testicle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the top 10 cheaters, Barry Bonds. There you go. Head size grew. I mean, there's yeah. him the, here's them with the pirates. He looks like me. And then he looks like Hulk Hogan on the right. <laughs> Look at the veins popping out. The hat size, I believe the rumor was it grew like many sizes. Yeah. And he wouldn't take his shirt off around other players in the locker room sometimes because he had so much of the uh, back. Yeah, with the steroid usage. All right, there you go. And, of course, your favorite one. And there you go. There he is, Pete Carroll. Chico. Man, there he is, the greatest cheater of all time. He was 83 and 18 at USC. My God. Well, that's that's – what he says, you see, many of those wins were taken away. In fact, uh, you know, people say he won a national championship. The reality is that was at a time when the BCS was around. Remember the BCS? Right, sure. He only won one 
BCS championship, and it was taken away from him the because Reggie Bush he was thing. cheating. Is that the Reggie Bush? That's right. He was ahead of his time. You, you have won as many national championships as Cheat Carroll. There you go. Congratulations, Frank. All right. Now, talking about championships, let's talk about the NFL tournament that's starting, a.k.a. the playoffs. Yeah. It's wild card weekend. A lot of good games. Uh, I know a lot of people are online. They like seeing, hearing your stuff. Uh, Shatterproof backwards. Yes, Daryl Dawkins is responsible for those. And yes, I'm still drinking soda, Bob Dow. It's it's fine. It's no sugar. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Anyway, so what do you got for us, Kevin? <laughs> I can have a soda. Well, this is a really normally I love the the playoffs and and oh water, good. Um, this is a tough week. This is really really a tough week. There's so many kind of storylines going on. You've got you know Flacco coming back. Is he as good as he's looked? Miami's all banged up. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you've got, um, uh, you know, Houston kind of coming in out of nowhere at the yeah. end there, and now they're hosting the game. So it's it's, it's really sort of a, a tough week. Um, the game I like most is the Monday game, Tampa Bay uh, over over Philadelphia. Okay. That's a little strange to say. Wow. Uh, you know, a month ago, I don't think anybody would have would have would have taken uh, Tampa Bay in that spot. But Philadelphia's not playing well at all. At all. Uh, they played earlier in the year, and uh, Eagles beat them up. When you have a revenge game in the in the round, uh, I wrote it down here. Teams are something like uh, what is it, seven one and one um, over the last I don't know ten years or so. So that's that's pretty strong. You have the same thing with Houston and uh, and Cleveland as well. Um, so I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play Tampa Bay here. It's probably the best play of the week. So sticking um, with that, there, wow. there's a stat out there on Twitter. The Eagles are now 0-14 against the spread since 2018 when they lose by when they fail to cover by 13 points yeah, which is in the week, week against the Giants. They're 0-1? 0-14. Wow. That's a good stat. And there's another there, here's another one based on the on the let me see if I can find it here. Um a team that lost in the playoffs that lost its last game by 14 or more. Okay. Which they're they're a horrible play. I can't see why I can't find my number on that. But I did I did look that up and uh, and it's it's a very very strong play against numbers. So uh, you know and Baker Mayfield, I got to tell you yeah. that guy's one of the more underrated quarterbacks. He just wins. I'll agree. I agree with you. If you look you. at it, when he was at Oklahoma, he won. Yeah. Even at Cleveland, where he kind of overstayed his welcome, he won. Yeah. He went to the Rams last year when they were all banged up. And one, and look what he's done in Tampa Bay. Give the guy a break. Yeah, he really. Ha and, and again, I wanted to be a hater of him, but I actually I like Baker Mayfield. I, I like the way yeah, he plays. He's the guy's he, a winner. He was a walk on, I think, at Oklahoma, right? I mean, that's that's impressive. So the guy's battled odds his whole life. So you like Buccaneers plus three? Okay, now the game yep. I want to talk about. And I don't know if you have anything on it, but I want to go to that Rams Detroit game that everyone is yeah. anticipating. Um, I have a futures on Detroit, so I mean, I am a Rams fan. I mean, I grew up. In LA a lot, obviously. My everyone knows my first team. Jerry, what's my favorite team? Pittsburgh Steelers. What a shot! But uh, I, I I like the Rams, but I'm rooting for Detroit, man. I, I just I, I love the well, Lions. I, I I play futures about as often as I play teasers, okay. which is never. <laughs> but I saw the Rams were like plus five thousand to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Sean over here kind of likes that one too. The Rams future you were looking at. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. They've been playing well. Um, I, do I think it's going to happen? No, but yeah. that's that's you know that's future bets. You've, you're trying to bet a little and win a lot, exactly. and uh, so I sort of like that. In terms of the game, um, look at the total because it's it that's the highest total the Rams have had all year long. 
They've oh. not had a total over 50. And uh, even Detroit, you would think, had some really high totals. They only had a total over 50 once. Ah. It was their opening game of the season. And I was all over the over, and it stayed under. Okay. So I'm a place one under 51 and a half. Um, the Lions are a little banged up. They don't have all their players. They're very good offensively, eh, not so good defensively, and the Rams are playing well. It'll be high scoring, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot at the under 51 and a half on this one. Oh, I like that. I like those stats. I like it a lot. We so love- tagging along with the, the total being so high, yeah. the, Detroit is 10-0 and 0 against the spread in the game, not total-wise, but Detroit is 10-0 and 0 against the spread since 2021 in games where the total is at least 50, and they score at least seven. Oh, wow. Okay, that's yeah. that. That's great. That's a great. That's a very Belenkoff like number there. I like it. Well, I don't like to do those <laughs> modifiers. It's right. like it, you say it was like 14 and 0, 12 and 0, something like that. 10 and 0 against the spread. 10 yeah. and 0. 10 and 0. Okay. So if you took out that seven part, it's 10 and 1. Right. I'll take it. You know, I, I try a lot of the time you'll see people finagle the numbers and they put these qualifiers on, you know, if, you know, on a Tuesday after playing on Monday right, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just look at the overall numbers, and um, and that's a that's a good one. What's a modifier? You just what's that? What do you mean? Well, by that? he said he said anytime the totals over fifty, and they score more than seven. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. How often did it happen that they didn't score more than seven? Probably once. Right. So I'll take the ten and one number. You don't have that weird stat at the end because you don't know. Well, you don't know anything, but you certainly don't know if they're going to score more than seven. If they don't score seven wow. points, it's <laughs> it's going to stay. It's going to stay on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else on the uh, NFL weekend? Well, there's your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I, I, I'd be remiss yes, if please. I didn't do a little analysis of that one. I always. Uh, <laughs> Sean's nodding his head like this. He wants to hear it. He had the graphic ready to go. Yeah. Sean punched it up again. Him and Ann. All right. Well, so. this was a little surprising because the the, the Steelers were seven and zero as an underdog this year of more than two points, which is pretty. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, they lost some games that they should have won, but they were favored in those. And then you look on the Buffalo side, they were favored by nine or more five times, and they failed to cover any of them this wow. year. So if that stays at double digits, and double digits uh, underdogs do real well in the first round of the playoffs uh, traditionally, so so I'm going to take the Steelers there. I like it too. Uh, and it's, They're going to run the ball. Najee Harris has been running like a man possessed. TJ Watts out there one in ten without TJ in games he doesn't that's, play. That's going to be tough, and, and that's going to be and, tough. Uh, the, the thing with Buffalo also is you're always in the game if you're against Buffalo. They yeah. turn the ball over so much, and um, you know you just feel, especially if you're getting double digits, you're always going to be in the game. So oh, yeah. I like Pittsburgh in that spot. Um, Plus, Mike Fitzpatrick is coming back, and Josh. I don't know what the Josh Allen prop is on touchdowns thrown or uh, interceptions. interceptions thrown. Uh, he's thrown an interception in all but three games this year, and I've won on, I think, about 10 of those games because I always bet Josh Allen pick, and it's usually a half. Sometimes it's even one and a half, and you go, what the hell? It's usually a half. But I'll take that. I think Minka uh, and the Steelers defense, I, I can't wait for this game. But uh, yeah, Steelers traditionally are not a great um, road playoff team, no. so that's a, that, 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 that concerns me a little bit. As long as it stays at 10 points, as long as it's double digits, I'm going to jump on the Steelers. All right. And I wonder if they're taking a bus. They're probably taking a bus because it's only like a three-hour bus ride. I don't even think you can fly. So that, I, I don't know if that means anything. But close by, I think they're going to be ready to go. So I like it. Uh, anything else? Did you have anything else? Or is that good? I mean, you gave us great picks. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at Houston. I'm looking at the under in that one. Um, Kansas City and Miami. Like Kansas City, I think. Um, you know, it's, uh, as you know, I, uh, 
I, I don't like to commit to anything before Friday. Yeah. That's when you get your mysterious text. Correct. <laughs> um, so, uh, but that, those are the directions I'm sort of leaning in. Um, I always make a point of looking at the Steelers game and either disappointing <laughs> you or giving you confidence. Um, uh, but, you know, so it's uh, it should be a good weekend. It's really – this is the toughest postseason weekend I can remember in a long time. There's usually two, three games I say I'm all over them. Uh, but there's really nothing I'm, 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 I'm in love with just yet. All right, cool. All right, well, listen, Kevin, We love, and by the way, your strongest play is the one you like Tampa Bay on Monday night plus the three points at home. That, that'd, be, that'd be my top play at this point, yeah. I love, by the way, you were talking, we're talking about Bill Belichick and places he can end up. We've, you've told me and we've heard that Nick Sirianni has lost the locker room in Philly, right? A lot of the players, A.J. Brown. What if Bill Belichick went to Philly? That's a team set up to win right now. That would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be That'd be surprising. That'd be surprising, but interesting. Anyway, Kevin, thank you. Can't you. beat the Giants. Can't beat what's that? Belichick can't oh, beat the Giants. True. He can't beat the Giants. Yeah, but with that, ah, that's true. Yeah, touche. There you go, Ryan. Um, should we just bring Jeff right in? We should say thanks to Kevin. Kevin, thank you very much. I'll talk to you. I will. I owe you a call because we got to talk about yeah. some great job with the top ten list that you brought us. Very Letterman esque. Uh, so I appreciate it, man. Always, and we'll talk soon, Kevin. Kevin Belenkoff. And uh, like I said, people. You got it. Uh, not just lucky, man. There was several people wanting to know when you'd be on next. So we like making it a regular thing. Thank you, Kevin. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right. And as quickly as Kevin Belenkoff has gone, this man has entered. Jeff Parles. Now, we, we mentioned at the top of the show, Jeff Parles was not here. Do we have a video clip we yeah, wanted we, to show? Yeah, we have The video. guys compiled a little clip for you, Jeff, on, on your return. So uh, does he need? There it is. Oh, wait a second. The Shining. My name is Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's back. My name is Jeff. Uh, there. Oh, and then me at the end is Shelly Duvall. All right. So they welcomed. I know you went to the headphones for that. I didn't even. I didn't even hear it. Yeah, but it was, I, 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 I have an idea of what it was. Was that Jerry or was that Sean? Sean. Okay. <laughs> Jeff is keeping okay. receipts, as we kids say. No, no, I, I, I I'm not keeping receipts. I, I would have been, Jerry. I would have expected better out of you, okay. Sean. <laughs> exactly. I know you love that joke. So I, my I, name that's, is Jeff. Yeah. That's from Jump Street. Two. Second, second time. Yeah, the second, second, the second one. My name yeah. is Jeff. Oh, yeah, at the beginning in the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah the second one. All right, so anyway, Jeff Prowls is here. He was not here last week. He got held up, which is fine. He's back here today, but he has to explain the jacket, which he's promised he would wear. That, my friend, is it, very, very amazing. That's not a very Prowls-esque jacket, is it? I should wear it on Sports by the Book. Yes, it really confuse everyone. Except it doesn't it doesn't fit the dress code for sports by the book normally. <laughs> so explain this. It's no, from it's, Cars it's, Land. it's very simple. It's just a Cars Land uh, hoodie that I bought, and it was obnoxious, and <laughs> it's beautiful at the same time, and I, I, I couldn't pass it up. You can and, I, and more importantly, actually, yeah. the most important factor of the purchase, though, yes, was that my <laughs> wife was cold and ah. didn't prepare properly enough. Yes. So I did like the hoodie, right? And then I was pushed a little further to buy said hoodie <laughs> because then I would wear the hoodie, right? And then she could get get the the pullover that that, that I was you were wearing, wearing, right? To make her warmer. You know, this is so funny. The exact same thing happened with me at Disneyland with Bob Dell, who's watching, and he'll remember. I bought a some sort of Star Wars hoodie. Um, it's like it's not. It's like something from the newer Star Wars. It's red, black, and and white. It's pretty cool. It's got like some sort of uh, intergalactic logo on it, but I bought it because it was chilly in the park that day. I don't think I've worn it since. I got. Well, I have, now, I have now worn it at least one time since. Now. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like here's the thing: you could get a headshot right with that. You could if you turn left, no, you're I wearing mean, a black I mean, jacket. Uh, uh, but yeah, if you turn right, it's a complete. Way, look, got, it's two different jackets. I mean, it is legitimately that, like the, most, the, the most generic <laughs> jacket of all time yes. on one side. 
It's like the most ridiculous black and white cookie of all time. <laughs> yeah. the, the black and the look to yeah. the cookie, yeah. Elaine. Yeah. This is a coat you want to wear when you commit a crime because when you walk out, there's going then then you're walking down the street. You're like, what do you mean? I'm wearing a colorful coat. So, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the guy in the convenience store. So a lot has happened. Uh, Carol's out, but let's go with the 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 big thing that just happened. Bill Belichick parting ways with Robert Kraft, who celebrated by getting a massage. I read, and anyway, um, what do you think of that move? Belichick gone. I mean, it was inevitable. It was inevitable. I, well, so. It's pretty amazing, actually. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do something very fun. I'm gonna pull my phone out real quick. Okay, because that my is fun. because my dad sent me this, and I want to okay. bring this up real quick. All right. Since Paul. 2000, Papa Parles. <laughs> since since 2000, very good. Since 2000, 24 Super Bowls, 24 college football championship games. Oh wow! Saban, yeah. Carroll, and Belichick coached in 46 percent of those 22 <laughs> oh, wow. of the 48. And they won 15 of the 48. That's amazing. I did. I, that's right. All I, three guys. Yeah. Three guys. Because, of course, Carroll had the run at USC. Yeah. Uh, as Ryan said, ahead of his time, it would be what he did. What he did, <laughs> what he did in the mid-2000s would not even be close to being illegal anymore. I know, right? So uh, no, no issue at all. <coughs> uh, but for Belichick, it makes sense. Uh, you talk about it with Kevin. I So there was the report of the – oh, we always love the mystery team, right, Frank? You're a big fan of that when that comes out. The mystery team can only be one of three teams that he would go to of the mystery teams. Okay. Like obviously, if we know Washington's going to be a player, we know the Chargers mm. are going to be a player, we know the Falcons are going to be a player. Right. We know those three are going to be a player, but of the fourth team that would be the quote unquote mystery team, they all reside in the NFC East. Mm -hmm. One of them is the Giants. I think that would be a terrible mistake by the Giants to hand the franchise over to Belichick yeah. at this point in his coaching yeah. career. Yeah. And then the other two are Dallas and Philly, where I don't think Nick Sirianni's getting fired. Okay. But it's so obvious with watching them the last six weeks that he's lost the locker room. Lost a lot. And if they lose to Tampa and go from 10-1 and one to out in the first round, losing to a, a, a easily the worst, well, Steelers are still in the playoffs, but, 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 but the worst, the worst, the worst team on the NFC side, uh, Tampa Bay, yes. Tampa, clearly, yeah. uh, you have to think about it if you're Philly of, hey, can we even keep this guy around? And the roster's set, the quarterback's in place. Yeah. Even though I think I think a lot of the issue is that Jalen Hurts just isn't as good as he showed last year. Yeah. And that might have just been the peak and there's natural regression and they're just not good enough to overcome it. Uh, mm. And then the last one is what Ryan said. I mean, Dallas, if they lose, yeah. even though I have a different theory on Dallas, which I'll just say real quick. Mike McCarthy could very easily get fired if they lose to Green Bay outside. I, I wouldn't be, yeah. Very I easily. Yeah. I don't think it would be the right move, but I could see Jerry doing it. Now, I don't think it'd be for Belichick, actually. I think it'd be for Dan Quinn, who's already on his staff. I, I think so. Where Seattle's now open. Quinn was the defensive coordinator of the Legion of Boom teams that, that won the Super Bowl right. and they made the Super Bowl the second. And then three Atlanta's years. head coach, and right? And he should have should have won a Super Bowl in Atlanta. If it wasn't for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of things wrong in that game. Right. Let's just let's just say that. That was the worst gambling loss of my life, having oh my God. plus the points. Oh my god. Same um, here. Same here. I was so there. so uh so I think that actually kind of puts the screws to Jerry a little bit. Because Quinn is hung around there yeah. with uh, with I think the intention of all right, at some point, Jerry's going to have enough of Mike McCarthy. He's going to fire him, and I'm going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Where the reunion is there in Seattle. I don't think Geno's going to be the quarterback there next year. So you kind of get a, a carte blanche, yeah. if you may, up there yeah. in Seattle. And you'd have some time to get through. Like, 
give a Quinn a full three, four years pretty easily. They're pretty patient up there in Seattle. Yeah. Carroll making it as long as he didn't remember to start him. Pete Carroll was not good. It wasn't until year four, year five when Seattle really took off under him. Mm. So I, it, that might force Jerry's hand where if they lose wow. to Green Bay or even if they lose like the Green Bay and the lose in round two, yeah. it's not, it, I wouldn't say McCarthy's 100% safe if they yeah. even just win one playoff game this yeah. week. Uh, and then for New England, I have no idea what New England's going to do. You don't I, think Vrabel's an automatic hire there? No. I, it's I mean, too close to Belichick, I think, for Kraft, right? Well, I, look, there's rumblings that it just could be Gerard Mayo, who's already on staff there. Yeah. And, and that was always the plan, and it went poorer than expected, so Kraft was left with no choice but to say, all right, it's right. time to, for, for Bill to leave. <laughs> so, Gerard Mayo, who I confused with the USC basketball player for a minute with you. One but O.J. Mayo, Mayo. Well, Mayo was playing in Egypt, as we discovered <laughs> a few weeks ago. Now, now looking at the games, Kevin Balenkov, he liked Tampa Bay a lot, plus okay. three against this Eagles wreck. That's his top play of the week. What are some of your two? Well, Texans. All, you like the Texans. Houston, wrong team's favorite. Yeah, right? Really? Wrong team's favorite. I, I think that game should be either Houston one or a pick. And I get why Cleveland's favored. Houston still power rated, still pretty low, all things considered. It's a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. Uh, very rare that rookie head coach, rookie quarterback succeeds yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan, right. uh, with the 09 Jets, basically the only one that has succeeded, succeeded through the history of the league uh, with a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. But Flacco, look, I, I, Flacco's a great story. I think yeah. he should be a comeback player of the year, even though he played a short period of time. But the dude is just begging to throw four interceptions. <laughs> yeah, <him>. Like, <laughs> he's just begging to turn yeah. the ball over. He has turned the ball over in a big way. Yeah. And it just hasn't mattered because they've been prolific on offense. Right. Second time these teams have faced off in a month also. Stroud didn't play in the first meeting. Keenum right. played. That's why that game Collins. got out of hand. Keenum was awful. What's that, Ryan? Neither Mark did Nico Collins. Well, oh, that, is, that is true. Too. Also, Mari Cooper had roughly 9,000 yards oh, in yeah, that that's game as that well. Yeah, uh, he had, he had the Brown record, but I, I like the Texans. That's the one this week that stood out immediately. It's like, all right, you know what? I think this game should be closer to a pick. I'll take a plus price on Houston. If Cleveland beats me, so be it. So I'm on the Texans. And then, and by the way, you'll find out on your show coming up later when I come on your show that uh, the Texans are going to cover and win, but I can't tell you why I know that. Well, well, again, You'll see. Well, You'll again, see. well again, that's going to be where the Frank is Nicotero. Exactly. I got it right this time. Ah, there you go. There you I go. Got right. I got it right. Uh, uh, you'll find out why I uh, say that. All right, moving on to uh, uh, other, the other games. The other games, uh, it's going to be very cold in Kansas City. I don't, I, I'm sure you're going to be, be, be negative wind It'll chill. be under 15 so under Pat Mahomes. Here's the problem. The numbers got too out of control now. Like yeah. You can't lay. If you, if you, you like Kansas City, you missed it. Too late. Can't do it. Uh, there were two and a halfs when the line yeah. opened, and that was just, I'm kind of mad at myself. I just didn't hit it right then and there. Uh, Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin, there's one other guy who basically is off the street who's a veteran. For Miami. That, uh, that, that, on the pass rush for Miami this week with all those injuries. I forget who the third guy is, who they brought in. But uh, it, 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 I just don't see how this goes well for the Dolphins. And, the, and, the, and Dolphins in cold weather games. It's some, oh, I mean, they're yeah. dreadful. It's I, unbelievable. I mean, so legitimately, below the, 50, they're 1 and 17. Yeah. 1 and 17 below 50 degrees. Yeah, and, and look, Since I, I would say that, and I know this will sound weird because they play in cold because the city's cold weather, but they play in a dome. The only other team I'd have less have the little amount of confidence to go into a cold weather game to Miami is Detroit. Yeah. As we've seen Jared Goff sub-20 degrees just be yeah. awful, awful, awful in his career. Detroit, obviously, is a dome, so that's not an impact on Sunday night's <laughs> game, as we know. Um, your game, I have no idea. Yeah. It, if the a lot of points. Ten if, points. The, if the conditions were right, the screams Buffalo destroys Pittsburgh. I agree. But because we're looking at 30-mile-an-hour wins 
potential remnants of a foot of snow from Run Saturday. Yeah. You get some weird stuff potentially in this yeah. game. So I, I want nothing to do with it. Uh, I, the total actually might not be low enough if it's 30 35 and a half. And by the way, you nailed the, the Jets-Pats total in the final week last week of the regular season. You were screaming under for it got there for weeks. It got there for weeks, and it was I don't there. know if it should have got there in the end, but it got there. Yeah. What was the final score? Seventeen six. Seventeen six. Yeah. Shouldn't have had a touchdown if it wasn't. No, it shouldn't have because Brees yeah. broke one at the end of the game to uh, to put the game on ice. Yep. Uh, but uh, it hit. Yeah, I was rooting against the Jets in that game. One All right, who do you have game. coming up today on the show? You have Alex. Is Alex, here. Jim Root, you, and me. Maybe Ryan. Who knows. I just, I just broke some news there. Yeah, right. Whoa, this is, this is bigger than the Belichick news today. Well, yeah, there's some stuff we kind of got to talk about, but we might be adding the producer role to Sports by the Book. He might be he might be doing some work for us. Soon. Oh, was this, I don't know if, does this affect your duties on punchlines? No, it shouldn't. No. And if it does, then it's my fault. <laughs> as long as you can still make AI, AI clowns. Did you see the mascots, by the way? I did. I Pretty did. cool. I did. By the way, one last thing. Yeah, please. Green Bay's beating Dallas outright. Green Bay Thanks, is going to beat Dallas? Yeah. And we're going to get the situation where Jerry fires yeah, McCarthy. Gonna like, it's going to happen. Do you, do you, Ryan, I know you hate Green Bay Packers. I told you yesterday, I wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to them worsening Jordan their draft Jordan slinging pick. the ball. Yeah, yeah. Green, Green Bay outright. Wouldn't shock me if the Rams went outright, but that seems too yeah. popular to, uh, to, to take. And then Monday night, I have no idea. Well, it's going to be a great week. There was a stat for that Lions-Rams game. I know how big of a, a moon person you are I, yeah, um, we love the moon what's the, the moon mean like what, what do you mean no like the I, waning, I, I, I hope he's crescent. talking about the actual oh, waning and, yeah yeah <laughs> so, so the last you yeah the last time the lions won a playoff game it was a waxing crescent <laughs> and sunday night will be a waxing crescent oh my god the waxing crescent moon chris chris did you hear that Figure that Jimmy Vicar is walking behind us. The right wa- now. The wa- Let Jimmy know. Which one is that? The waxing one is when the moon is building wax up, on, correct? You wa- yeah. I was going to say wax, wax on, wax, on, wax up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the moon is building up because the yeah. wane is the one where it goes to total darkness. So take Detroit. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> I'm not saying it. The moon is saying <laughs> the it. The moon, <laughs> the moon says it. <laughs> and by the way, who wore number one? Warren Moon. See how we tied the show together? Look at you. All it's the signs on January 11th. All right. Jeff's coming up at 3 o'clock on Sports by the Book with a full roster of people. I'll even be stopping by. Ryan might be in the same chair. Who knows? Kevin Belenkoff, thank you for being on the show. His strongest play of the week, Tampa Bay plus 3. He also uh, thought the Rams total, Rams-Lions total 51.5. He, uh, he liked the under on that. So, high, yep. good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for watching the show. We'll be back tomorrow Friday. Alex White will be here. And via the video, Dave Damashek making his return. We're very excited about that. And that's it. Punchlines live in Nevada every show.